0: Steelers standard on Steelers nation radio and podcast on Steelers.com. OTAs are in full swing
1: down on the South side for your Pittsburgh Steelers and guys. We had a Juju sighting. We had a Chase Claypool sighting. A lot of the veterans are starting to make their way to the south side, and you love to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, we said on an episode earlier last week, and you can check out all our episodes at Steelers.com, of this fine program called the Steelers Standard, that you'd wish you'd see a little bit more of those receivers present because Ben's there. So you want to have them working out with Ben and – trying to break in Najee Harris with the entire repertoire of the offense at the OTA's disposal. Minor criticism, though. I mean, this is their guys' offseason, and, hey, now there is no criticism because it just turned out they were just taking those first couple days off. Now they're here in the second week of OTAs working out with Ben. And that was my first takeaway from looking at the OTA action from over the Memorial Day weekend, from just yesterday, Tuesday, when they were out on the field. It's great to see that these guys are back. It's great to see that these guys are, are working hard with Ben. And again, this is—it's cliche to say, but this is when you win the Super Bowls. When you outwork teams in this part of the season, you get those little extra edges that, you know, in the NFL, it's a game of inches for a reason. Boom, another cliche in your face. It just takes a little bit, a little bit more focus, a little bit more hard work than the next team to edge them out and make that playoff spot. And that's especially important this year for the Steelers when everybody and their mother kind of has them pegged as a fringe playoff spot. You need all that extra work. You need that extra little advantage wherever you can find it against the teams that you're going to be going up against, like the Titans and the Raiders and the Chargers and all the logjam race for that final wildcard spot.
2: Yeah, and we talked about that the last time that, um, you know, we, we, we did this. And um, I mean, I think it's important too, you know, and I think the big theme of this is everybody kind of realizes that um you know if if, you know unless something crazy happens like as we sit here right now this is probably the Steelers last I don't want to say best chance I think that cliche was last year like their last best chance but this really could be their last chance I mean for at least a couple of years to you know make the playoffs and, and maybe make a run I'm not saying that they will but you know it's probably their last chance to do so it's probably the last season that you have Ben Roethlisberger so it's good that these guys are, you know, coming together, and, and and normally a time where you don't really see, you know, the, the number one wide receiver, or the hell, even the number two or number three wide receiver, you don't normally see them a ton in OTAs. But it is good that they're all there. And again, I, I just think, yeah, while I take all your points, some, and while your points are all right, I think what also it points to is the fact that they all realize, like, hey, this is our last shot, so we might as well get together. We might as well take as many opportunities as we can. And, you know, try to build this thing, you know, for for one last ride.
3: Yeah, I mean, we sat here last week saying, do we think Ben is a little lonely out there at OTAs just with the rookies? Or do you think he's longing for some other guys to be there with him? And as you guys both pointed out, I think it's a good sign. I I don't see any negative to this. I I don't see it as a desperate move by these players to go there and try to get in more work because they feel like they need it. I think it's a camaraderie type thing. It's a it's a herd mentality win now type thing. And as you guys both pointed out, this is probably the last legitimate chance of making a Super Bowl run. Probably with other quarterbacks at the helm post Ben, they'll have a chance to be a playoff team, maybe win a game. But Super Bowl contenders, this is their last legitimate shot at that, and I think it's a good sign to see these guys out there with Ben, working with Ben as early as they can. Uh, I think also,
1: honestly, it's more important for the offensive members to be there than the defensive members. I mean, Keith Butler's been the defensive coordinator for for years now. That defense is pretty much staying the same. There's obviously some new pieces that need to be broken in nine Alex Highsmith was there the, I mean
3: nine out of 11 starters are returning. so
1: I, I don't think it's as important for the defense to get these reps in I, I do think you'll see more and more defensive players descend onto the south side as we work our way through OTAs here over this week and next week but I think it is more important for the veterans on the offense to. I know it's cutting into your vacation time a little bit but come back because it is a completely new offense of course there are some elements from last year's offense that are going to be carried over it's not like they're blowing it completely up and putting completely new offense in and ben even joked about that in his media availability you'll hear that in a little bit on this episode but there's going to be a lot of new looks in this offense and i think all hands on deck to get that broken in is the best case scenario where on the other side of the ball tj watt you know if you want to take a little extra time you know the veterans on that defensive side of the ball I'm pretty comfortable with how they are and them being up to speed. uh, As long as the guys like Highsmith are there, the guys like Spillane are there, the guys that are breaking into that defense are there. I think that's more than enough, but offensively I think all hands on deck could only serve this team incredibly well.
2: Yeah. I mean, as you said, a lot of the aspects of the offense are still going to be the same, but it's the same, but different, right? You know, I mean, you've heard that before. I mean, I know that isn't exactly a great representation of what it is and you know, we've seen some of the Canada influence. We saw some of that last year. So, I mean, I'm sure you can expect to see some of that same stuff, but like you said, it's a new offense. I mean, it's, it's new to everybody, the way that the offense is going to be run. Hell, maybe the way they, they block it. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not privy to, you know, the MAC Canada offense. I don't have an inside scoop and that's even more so, I mean, these guys don't either. And now. Again, they're just getting back to—they're getting together, and and as you said, it is more important for the offense because the defense pretty much is going to be the same. I I mean, as as weird as that might sound, yeah, you have new faces and some new starters, but for the most part, you're going to run the same stuff. The offense is going to be not completely different, but it is going to be different.
1: And you still got those presence on the defense there. Yes, right. Minka was there earlier this week. Cam Hayward was there. I mean— Still veterans there. It's
3: just You have more veterans return. not just OJ. I think it's really but... just
1: T.J. Wattwatch, honestly, as we're all right. waiting to see when he makes his grand appearance. And
3: what can he do? What will he do there? And you just you mentioned guys like Minka and Cam. Well, Cam like, lives in Pittsburgh, so what the hell else is he going to do? But you know still, I mean? also, I mean, in terms of the <laughs> importance of the defense versus the offense returning, you have all pros in Minka and T.J., a perennial pro bowler in Cam, uh, I'd call, even though he's never been, I'm calling him an all pro because oh he's he an all pro like, and we, t- we talked about it the other week how one of the biggest snubs on the because he's never gotten team. higher
1: than second team All-Pro, right, right? Cam we Hayward
3: we were going through PFF's play uh, position rankings we were saying how. We're happy with Cam Hayward ranking at number three, I believe. He he ranked her somewhere in the top five at his position. We said one of the biggest snubs was him getting left off of the all decade team. I I agree with you, Tom. He's been He's a two time first team all yeah, I'm you I'm an idiot. You can, He's call, been an all you can call him an all pro. He
1: but he is I mean, an all pro. I'm an I, idiot. Mean, I mean, I why I thought that
3: Mink and TJ. Have you know been why I thought that? Back. Because
1: everybody underrates him. So right. even I underrated him. But he is top five in the league at that position. And yeah,
3: but I'm what I'm saying too. If is, you work a C in football too on your chest he had the gold because that means you've had five plus but also looking at elsewhere I mean to it everyone on that team is a veteran I mean the youngest guy on that team is Devin Bush and had he not missed last year he would be in this conversation of possible second team all pro maybe or perennial pro bowler that's not the case on the offense, and that doesn't it doesn't even include the discussion about the new coordinator, the new rookie first round running back. None of these guys are have really reached a Pro Bowl type level. Juju was at one point, but we kind of understood that was only because of the product or the the ability to line up opposite of Antonio Brown and Ben. Of course, was at one point, but now in year eighteen, he's certainly not that player anymore. You have much more capable guys on defense. So it's a lot more important to get the guys on offense as many reps as they can while they're still in a comfortable range. You don't want to overwork them, but just get them into a groove early so that they can be ready to go week one. Well, the
1: most capable guy on the offensive side of the ball, the future Hall of Famer spoke to the media after OTAs yesterday. First time we heard from Ben Roethlisberger since the playoff loss to the Cleveland Browns. So with all that time passing, it's always a great time to hear from the quarterback. So without further ado, Ben Roethlisberger's media availability from OTAs right here on the Steelers Standard.
0: Um, when the season ended, uh, you let the organization know pretty quickly that you were coming back uh that's obviously a difference from you know your previous seasons what made you so sure right away to let them know that you wanted to come back well i just you know i felt it was the the right thing to do if i wanted to play i felt relatively healthy um all things considered at the end of a season um but you know just just felt like um like i had i had more in the tank and, and just Felt disappointed about the way the season ended, obviously, and, and, and hate to go out that way. So just wanted to let them know that if they, if they wanted me back, I, I felt like I could give them, you know, everything I got. Mike Pursuta. Hey, Ben, when you look back at last season, the end of the latter stages of it, was that as inconsistent as you've been in a while? If you agree to that, what do you attribute that to, and how does it get fixed? First off, Mike, you look very official with your microphone and headphones. So thank you oh, for thank you. Um, treating this as a professional environment. I appreciate it. As as um, all things, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I didn't play well enough at the end of the season. It's it's no secret, and I'll be the first to, to point the thumb myself. Um, you know, when the ball is in your hand every play, you have to make plays, and you have to play better football. And um, you know that that's if the quarterback myself is not playing good football, that that almost especially late in the season is directly related to winning and losing. So um, I'll take that playoff and, and those games on me is, is just feeling worn down, and not playing good enough football at the end of the season. Dale Lawley.
2: Ben, uh, they went out and they, and they got a lot of offensive pieces for you in, in the draft. Uh, how do you look at that? What are your impressions of some of these young guys thus far?
0: Yeah, you know, Dale, it's, 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 it's it's been a while since we've gotten some, you know, so many weapons early on uh, offensively and um, you know, guys look great. I mean, but but we are in shorts and t-shirts and, and we're still um, waiting to see what some of the guys can do. But, but I'll tell you what, what I've seen so far has been really impressive um, knowledge of, of the game of football, picking up the offense already. Um, it's been a unique year in the sense um, and I'm not exactly sure um how precise this this is, the information is, but I feel like a lot of times in the past, this time of year, the rookies weren't here. You know, they weren't here so early. Um, these guys came in at the rookie minicamp and haven't left. And so to be able to have the repetition with those guys, to communicate with them, to talk to them, whether it's at a locker or on the field. Um, I, I'm really excited about the the group that we that we got in here. Ray Fit Apollo. Hey, Ben. Um What
1: was your reaction when the Steelers asked you to take a pay cut? Were you you hurt? Were you
0: surprised? Just what what were your emotions? Ray, it was my idea. Um, I told them I want to help the team out however we can. And so I went to them and told them that I would do whatever I could to help the team sign, you know, the the guys that are going to help us win football games. I've been extremely blessed to play this game for a long time. And so... Um, You know, that was one of the reasons I wanted to come back because I knew we had a, obviously a great defense and some, some amazing weapons on offense. And so I wanted to to come back to be a part of what I think is a special football team that everyone's overlooking, which is kind of cool too. And so in order to do that, to help get guys here, I felt that it was necessary to do that.
2: Ben, you mentioned some of the new guys being pretty impressive. Just what have you seen from Najee in the short time that you've worked with him and what has he done that's really, you know, impressed you if there's been anything he's done up to this point?
0: Well, he's a really hard worker. Um, you know, he's, he's in here extra long. I think the other day, the, the running back coach told him, Hey, Najee, I, I have to go home now. Like, you know, and that just shows that he, he's still in there watching film and he's constantly asking questions. Um, and, and that's good. I mean, he, he doesn't seem lost. You know, it's not like it's too big for him. His head's not spinning. I mean, he's asking questions, which is good, but he's out there and he's playing fast. And and I think the, the most exciting part um, about Najee that, that, I think we're, we're all going to be excited to see is once he once he gets it and it clicks and he goes full speed um man it, it's going to be something to, something to see Noah abstracting hey ben going back to the new offense do you think that or what are the
1: challenges in learning a new offense this late in your career and do you think that maybe it's more challenging for you to
0: kind of change the mold than it is for these new guys to come in and learn back in his offense yeah, I mean, for sure. It's, it's definitely harder when you've had, uh, you know, kind of the same offense or a very similar offense for 17 years. And then all of a sudden something is called is, is looks the exact same, but it's called something completely different. It's it's very difficult. It's a it's a big challenge. But, um, you know, that that's the game of football is, is learning new things, new challenges. Um, Coach Canada's offense is one that um, hopefully will be a good one and that we need to execute the plays that he calls. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be we'll be better offense than we were last year rich walsh
1: hey ben how important is it for you to be here this time with with these younger guys with the team and the voluntary coaching sessions now
0: yeah rich you know it's i think it's i'm here you know i'm in town so i might as well be here um spending time with you know we've got new centers and yeah i mean jc was here last year finney's been here in the past but um you know kg's new just just to get some relationship with them um, obviously the receivers are guys that um i i know well but but there's still um it, there's still something to be said about being here um just letting guys see you um speaking every so often to the group breaking the team breaking the offense down at the end of practice little things like that i, I just to me it was important to be here and so that's why i'm here nick fairbaugh
2: Hey, Ben, uh, you know, something that Man Canada's offense has done in the past in college, he's, he's done a lot of motion, a lot of play action, rollouts, it's stuff you really haven't done a ton really since really early in your career. I mean, how does that adjustment from, you know, just straight shotgun or even playing under center, which is what Canada does a little bit more in his offense, how's that have, as an adjustment to what you kind of did, you know, in your past offenses?
0: Well, it's it, you know, we, we've gone under center, we've got shotguns. I mean, yeah, he, he's got more motions, but I feel like that's... You know, where the NFL is kind of going right now, a lot of the jet sweep motions and stuff. So, um, you know, I can go under center. Never said I didn't like it. We'll be under center. We'll be in the gun. We'll move. I mean, we we'll, we'll, like I said earlier, we'll throw we'll throw a lot of different looks and, and schemes and things at people and see what works. Mark Bully. Hey Ben, historically you've been pretty good throwing the deep ball over your career. Last year, not so much. Uh, what was your reason for that, and did it have anything to do with the elbow at all, in your opinion? Well, I was going to say, Mark, you know, I had total reconstruction on my elbow. It might have something to do with it, but uh, no, no excuses. Um, you know, it's my arm feels great though. Um, I'll I'd like to wait to answer that question until we get into more this season and see how it feels. Right now, it feels really good. I mean, you know, my arm was was healed. Obviously, I played. It was it was healthy. But I think anybody that has a big surgery. Um, it almost takes like a, like that year, that first year back, it's still, you're back, but are you really back and feeling great? So that's why I, I want to reserve to answer that question until we get into the season a little bit to really let you know how my arm feels even compared to last year. Chris Carter? Ben,
2: we've asked you a lot about the players that you're getting used to playing with, but you get, you get the same basic receiving core with Juju, James, you get Eric
0: back. What was it like to see Juju coming back, and what kind of conversations have you had with those guys about – continuing what you guys have put together. Yeah, I was really excited um, to get Juju back. I felt like I was um, in his ear and in Coach Tomlin's ear a lot during that process, the the last kind of 12, 24 hours of of Juju signing back here. Um, You know, to have a familiar face, a guy that, um, you know, brings so much to this team and, You know, I don't know. Is is there a guy in the NFL that on third and medium to short to medium, you want in in the ball in his hands as much as Juju? I I don't. I don't know. I can think of one. Um, You know, the the what he gives to the passion that he gives this city to this team um, to to help us win is awesome. And he, as young as he is, he's the leader of that group. I mean, that's a that's a young receiver group. We have a group um, text message group, the chat that goes around that we communicate with each other quite a bit and tease each other. I had him over and we played um, pig at, at the house the other day and I had to show him the old man still, you know, it's, it's hard to beat. Um, so I, I like to let him re- remind him of that kind of those kind of things. But, um, you know, that that group is, is is a is a fun group. That's one of the reasons uh, I said I wanted to come back is because that that's a special group. And I'm excited to really see what what they can bring um, to this offense, and this team this year.
1: Ben, it's called a group chat, yeah, man. Yeah, chat, I mean, chat, group, group thing. message thing. He sounds like Belichick there talking about the Facebook machine. Uh, Ben's <laughs> dating himself a little bit. A little but bit. that was Ben Roethlisberger after, or I think before OTAs on Tuesday, speaking to the media for the first time since last season. Ton of stuff to dive into, but the first thing I want to dive into is one of the most important questions in that uh, media scrum was about the Matt Canada offense, and Ben Roethlisberger said that there is going to be a lot of under center. There's a lot of motion. There's a lot of movement, but he also added on that there is also still shotgun. So of course that, you know, you hear that at the end and you get a little timid, but he didn't flat out say, I'm going to be under center a lot more this year, but he did mention that there is a lot of under center stuff with the Matt Canada offense, which you could imply that he is alluding to the fact that he will. Yes. Go under center. He also Went well, on to say that he was never against doing that, but I mean, mm, come on. The evidence on the field seemed to be contrary to that. But yeah. that's all forgiven if you just get under the center a lot more this year. And I think, at least in the OTA's mini camps and training camp, the idea will be for a lot more under the center snaps in the offense.
2: It has to. I mean, especially, you know, if you have Najee Harris, and, and it, you know, obviously you will have him, but um, I mean, if you have a running back, we've talked about it a lot on this show that. Um, is so explosive it's so explosive. Yes, you can run the ball out of the shotgun and use play action in the shotgun. No no question. There's a lot of NFL teams that do that now, and that's the way football's going. But you want to have him getting the ball with a couple steps to get to full speed as he gets to the line of scrimmage. We've talked about that a lot in how um, you know, using using Najee Harris, sometimes the decoy can only help Ben, you know, a play action pass after Najee rips a couple runs of six, seven, eight, ten, whatever it is off you know all of a sudden a play action pass oh there's james washington wide open there's juju open in the middle of the field that can only help ben and i think going under center is something that um i, I think we'll see i mean we really didn't see it at all last year to be honest with you so it's kind of that point that we've talked about a lot well you can't get much worse in the running game i don't know if you can use uh, under center any less than the steelers did last year so that is a plus
1: Exactly, and it's a massive part of the Canada offense, and he also said there's going to be a lot more motion and a lot more rollouts. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not, I'm not exactly crazy about that about with that, a but 30, 39-year-old yeah. we quarterback saw, with what, the rollout. saw, one
3: time, maybe early like week three against Denver, week two against Denver. That was about it.
1: I don't know if that's really going to be in the cards much for a quarterback as seasoned as Ben. I think in theory, you'd like to have a lot of rollouts in the Matt Canada offense, but I just don't know if it's going to work out actually on the field with that old man playing quarterback. No offense saying old man, Ben. I mean, you just are. I mean, you called it a group text message thingy. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was really interesting, Ray Fittipaldo asking the really the big question, I think, in the middle of that scrum was— how did you feel when the Steelers approached you asking you to take the pay cut? And Ben immediately responded, I took the pay cut, Ray. Mm -hmm. It was his idea. Ben put his hand up. First time we've heard that, that he was the one that approached Steelers Brass and asked to take a pay cut because he wanted to bring guys back, wanted to help win now, and he knew that he couldn't do that with the cap hit that he had and with the money that he was taking. So once again, showing why he is the ultimate leader, showing why he is – in my mind and i'm sure in some people's minds will share this opinion the best quarterback in steelers franchise history and i really think that it's so encouraging when you have a quarterback that is openly doing stuff like this it shows you that you know look at how aaron Rodgers is acting in green bay i mean he's not saying he's going to give money back to help have them sign players he's just complaining that they never draft and sign players but here's a guy like ben not to say that he's Brady, but doing the Brady thing where he's being proactive about it. He recognizes the business of the sport, and he knows that if I'm making $41 million on the salary cap this year, it's going to really hinder the people yeah. that we can bring in, including the guy that I really want, Juju. So Ben initiates the conversation, which, I mean, I can't imagine how awkward it is as a front office to have to talk to a player about taking a pay cut. They don't have to do that awkwardness because Ben's the one that initiates it. True leader, Hall of Famer and a franchise
2: great. Yeah, and I think what you said, that the most important thing is um, the fact, that, I mean, if we're being honest, I don't know if there was any anybody, any media member, any stealer. I mean, maybe maybe deep down they, they knew it, but they didn't want to admit it. We, we all knew that Ben wasn't going to make $41 million this year. I, I mean, a, any smart football fan, right. whoever knew that Ben wasn't going to make $40 million, there was no way it was going to work. And if he did, well... I mean, the Steelers would be in a really bad place. I don't know how in the world they could have brought Juju back. Like you said, Tom, um, I think maybe that was one of the things that Ben realized. Like, hey, if if, if I'm making this much, I can't bring we, we can't bring Juju back. We can't, you know, do the things we want to do on offense. And, um, you know, regardless of whether, you know, you think bringing Juju back was the right move or not. Um, Ben taking that pay cut absolutely allowed them to do that. It absolutely, um, you know, created the space for the Steelers to do that. Um, but yeah, I think it is a great move by Ben because, you know, I think he realized it too. Like, Hey, I'm not, I'm, I don't deserve that money. I didn't play like that last year. And, you know, even if he would have finished on a high note, um, last year and and the playoff loss to the Browns wasn't as bad and he didn't look as bad. Do I still think he probably takes the pay cut? Yeah. Yeah. But even more so, I think Ben realized, like, I don't deserve that money. And and anybody that, you know, like I said, anyone that watched football at the end of the year last year Don't know that, if he thinks that. Well, I mean, but I don't know if he thinks that either. But I'm just saying, with the way that he played, he really didn't have any other choice. We can think that, for sure. Yeah, I think we think that.
3: And knowing Ben, he probably was just put in between a rock and a hard place, saying, we know you want to play, but we're not going to give you this money if you want to play tough luck. So he kind of, I think, just took the money that, was available to him now he said the right thing right he he couldn't have gone out there and said blah 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 i wanted the money i this well, is, speaking I'm, of being, I'm being i'm being held at gunpoint against my will well,
1: speaking here. of also saying the right thing he also put all of last season on his shoulders and that's yeah. what a leader does i mean that's why, right it's when the penguins got bounced crosby it was all on me sure that's what when aaron Rodgers
3: do. lost that game against the rams or sorry against um Bucks. the buccaneers it was never, it's on me. I got to put ourselves in a better opportunity. It was, he didn't we should have we gone for it on that fourth exactly. down. We shouldn't have kicked the field goal. Exactly. He's been so vocal about that one decision. And then despite
1: not pointing fingers and naming names, oh, he obviously did. named that situation, but... His and actions then he's gone into out. the off season just right. illustrate further how he right. truly feels. He goes
3: out there. He talks about Matt Lafleur's decision to go to not go for it on fourth down, and the entire that was immediately after that playoff loss. And the entire off season since, he's been very vocal. I mean, about, when he was hosting his...
1: Celebrity Jeopardy, someone's answer was, should have kicked the or shouldn't have kicked right. the field goal, and Aaron Rodgers was laughing about it. Like, saying, yeah,
3: you're right. But then he's also been vocal about how unhappy he is with the exactly. Packers GM. It's about, it's everyone. And then here comes Ben right. after a terrible performance in that wildcard game. That
1: makes back to back playoff appearances, the Jags game and right. the Browns game, where he has not played his best. He's had a whole offseason to marinate on it. And what does he do? He comes in. He says it's all my fault. And on top of that, his actions—we were talking about Rogers' actions—gave mm-hmm. up more money so guys like Juju can come back.
3: I mean, yeah, Rogers is looking leader. to get paid. Rogers it's is looking to get paid and, and looking not to get stay. paid and pass the blame is yeah. what he's looking for and not staying Green Bay.
1: And you know what? That's all why Ben above. has two Super Bowls, Aaron.
3: Should have you been three, know, but when yeah, I stole that third one, stole it. I loved I always love to make the conversation about if Ben had won that one oh my God. and gone three and o, Aaron Rodgers would have zero, Peyton Manning would have two, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees would also have one. Just the quarterback conversation of of the of the pantheon of greatest changes significantly if Ben wins that one and, and Rodgers loses it. Now
1: whenever an athlete speaks, I and I think that Ben is one of the more candid, truthful ones that there is out there. But I always think there's a little bit of of a lie somewhere hidden in there. And I think
3: when Ben was
1: talking about his deep ball and how confident he is in it and how he feels like he still can get that job done, even though he knew that it didn't do as well last season, I'm not saying that he's lying. That's exactly what you have to say. If you're in the NFL, you can't go out there and just broadcast to the other 31 teams. I can't throw the ball deep anymore. But I feel like when he was saying that in the back of his head, there might have been a part of him that didn't even believe that either.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, how could you, right? I mean, if I mean, if you're a football fan, do you have... I mean, he just has to be there
1: throwing the ball and just noticing, like, five years ago I had more zip than this, right? Like, right. It's yeah. just
2: human nature to be that way. Right. And it's, I mean, it's it's just human nature for the deep ball to not work as much. Anymore, exactly. Right? I mean, Unless he's, you're Brady. He's 80s in his 18th season. Like, that sort of thing happens. You know what I mean? Like... Um, and and I know that you know, Ben made a great point, I thought when he said that you know that first year it it, it kind of is a get right year. I, I don't exactly remember exactly what he said, but it's it's a way, you know, that first year off of a, a major injury, which it was a major injury, you know, you're always kind of tentative. you're all you know what I mean, it's always in the back of your head like you know what would happen you know here if you know, and um I think Ben did make a great point. you know, do I think the deep ball is going to be, you know, 10 times better this year? Uh, no i don't i don't really expect that but at the same time i think it will be better than it was last year
1: we'll keep talking otas on our next episode there's just too much to get into we'll keep wrapping up ben i want to get into Najee. you heard ben mention some stuff about naji harris and his work ethic really want to dive into that so refreshing to hear that and a lot of pictures if you go to steelers.com there's photos from day four of otas about 170 of them it's a great photo gallery Go give it a click through. If you're a Steelers fan, it'll get your engines revving for Steelers football. But there's a lot of pictures of Claypool and Juju. Claypool and Juju kind of painting them out to be that one-two tandem, those those top two dogs for the Steelers. So we'll get into that as well on the next episode. But thanks for listening to this episode, and thanks for listening to all of our episodes. You can find them at Steelers.com. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gurski, I am Tom Opperman, and we'll talk to you next time.